Hello, hello. It's the commish of the Sunday Surefire podcast. In this quick hitting episode, I will touch on one player who will be considered an off-season winner and one player who can be considered an off-season loser. But before I dive in, this episode is brought to you by Alloy Sports. Using the Alloy app, you can gain access to a number of profitable betting systems, all of which have a track record of success, and it allows you to select which ones you like best to help you win big this season. Take control of your sports betting research in seconds with Alloy Sports. Now, for our off-season winner, I want to go right to the Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 2022 can be described as nothing other than a massive disappointment for Johnson. He finished WR 39 and half-point PPR despite playing in all 17 games. It's not like he was playing, you know, just a handful of games or anything like that to, for, to put up that, that finish. He actually didn't miss any contests, finished WR 39. And the main reason that he finishes as a WR 4 was due to the fact that he didn't score the end, he didn't see the end zone one time at all during the season, which is kind of insane considering he saw a massive 147 targets, which was good for seventh in the league among wide receivers. Um, you know, of the top 17 targeted wide receivers, he was the only player not to finish as a WR2 or better. So there really is a direct correlation between targets and fantasy success in most cases. This, you know, Johnson was the definition of the outlier. In this particular case, so the term positive TD regret regression gets tossed around the industry a ton in, in recent years, and I really only in on that when it comes to the, you know, the really extreme extreme cases like we have here. You, you see 147 targets, like you're gonna fall in the end zone more going forward. You know, it's gonna those things are gonna kind of come back to where they're supposed to be. Regress to the mean is is the origin of the term in this case. So the team actually retained their offensive coordinator Matt Canada, who was under fire for most of last season. So he ends up sticking around, which I think is kind of quietly going to be a big win for Deontay. In Matt Canada's two years as offensive coordinator, Johnson's number five overall in targets among wide receivers. And the only guys ahead of him are the are high-profile names like Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs. So he really is the target funnel in this offense, and I think that that's going to continue. Uh, he didn't click with Kenny Pickett right away, but he saw at least seven targets in each of the team's final seven games to close the season. And all but one of those games was started by Kenny Pickett. So they did develop a little bit of chemistry as the season went on. And, you know, if you look at what the team did in the draft, they didn't add anything in the, in the receiver to the receiver room in the, in the draft or in free agency. Actually, the only thing that they did was they traded uh, for Allen Robinson. And what the trade was, they gave, uh, they gave up pick 234 for Allen Robinson and pick 251, like a seventh rounder wasn't enough to get Allen Robinson. They demanded, they're like, no, you have to give us a pick back. Like that tells you everything you need to know about A-Rob and how he's just done. Like this guy's dust. If you watched him play at all the last two seasons, you'd know this is just a familiar name and that's it at this point. So he's not going to, I don't think he's going to eat really much at all into Deontay Johnson or, um, or George Pickett's or Pickens uh, workload at all this season. And I think in 2023, we're going to look at uh, Deontay Johnson being the, the most targeted receiver in this room again. And even if he, he he bumps up a little bit, say he has even just five touchdowns with that big target target load, he would have finished as a WR2 last year. And I, I think if he can get that those metrics uh, this season, I think there's no reason he can't outperform his ADP to finish as a WR2 in 2023. The loser of this segment is none other than Tyler Algier. My man Aaron Downtown Brown got going in on him, and I just couldn't help but agree. As Tyler Algier was my loser as well, and I'm actually going to pile on in a big way here on Algier. Uh, you know, the Falcons obviously selected B. John Robinson eighth overall in the draft, which is going to just relegate Algier to a backup role. In fact, over the last 12 NFL seasons, six running backs have been selected in the top 10. 
on of those six running backs in their rookie year, I'm going to, I'm just going to run through what their highest fantasy scoring backup produced in that season. So I'll give Oof. you where the, the rookie, the high, the high profile rookie running back finished. And then I'll tell you what, what RB number the their top scoring backup finished here. So 2012, we have Trent Richardson, who was a bust, but it was actually was good as rookie year. He finished RB nine. His backup was Montario Hardesty, who finished RB76. Todd Gurley in 2014 was RB7 overall. His backup was Benny Cunningham, who finished RB77. 2016, Zeke Elliott, RB2 overall. His backup, Alfred Morris, RB76. 2017, Leonard Fournette, RB8. His backup, Chris Ivory, RB56. Christian McCaffrey, 2017, was RB16 on the year. His backup, Jonathan Stewart, finished RB33. And, of course, Saquon Barkley, 2018, RB2 overall. His backup, Wayne Gallman, RB84 overall. So what does history tell us? History tells us that if you spend a top 10 pick on a running back, you use that running back. And combine that with what we know about Arthur Smith, this is the same guy who gave the ball to Derrick Henry 718 times combined between 2019 and 2020 when he was the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. So let's do the same exercise we just did for all those high profile backs. And we'll do it for what those two years in Tennessee look like. So let's, let's run it. 2019 Derrick Henry RB two overall, his backup Dion Lewis RB 69, 2020 Derrick Henry RB one, his backup Jeremy McNipples RB 83. So in an entire era of football, if, if that's telling us something and the head coach's individual history of how he handles his workhorse backs, tell us the exact same thing then we should probably listen to both of those things and just start treating Tyler Algier for what he is. And that's just a pure handcuff at this point with nothing else on top of that for what's probably not going to be a high scoring offense to begin with. Thanks for listening and make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and to make sure you're never missing one single bit of Sunday surefire content, check out our website at sundaysurefire.com. And until next time, peace.